Welcome listeners to episode 41 of the Running Guide podcast, where we aim to provide informative content and interviews with elite athletes and health professionals from around the world, like in today's episode, where I'm chatting once again to a young runner out of Sydney that I spoke to at the end of May this year, who was just on the return to run program after suffering a calcineus fracture that led to months away from running and lots of Ks on the bike to keep fit to partner the usual rehab regime. Six months ago, we chatted about his desire to run a debut marathon and pick up an Aussie singlet or two next year. Welcome back to the Running Guy podcast, Mr. Ed Goddard. How you hey, going, mate? I'm very good. Very good. Thanks for having me. Fine running on Sunday, mate. Look, uh, we're going to open up that discussion further. How's your thoughts on the result now after a couple of days to uh, digest it? Uh, honestly, like a lot of emotions about Sunday, I guess. I guess the marathon as well sort of drags uh, drags that out of you. It's sort of a big physical experience and I feel like it's big mental experience too. So bittersweet. Um, obviously, I'm proud of how I ran and I really had fun and I enjoyed the race. Um, I just wish I could have closed it out a little bit better when my legs sort of cramped up. I've never really felt anything like it where usually in a 10K or a 5K on the track, you can sort of wheel yourself through, but it was hard in the marathon. Like, honestly, you go from running, like, low three-minute Ks to, like, who knows what um, and just trying to lift your legs as, <laughs> as high as they go. So I just wish um, even a K later, I think, would have made made a huge difference. That's that's running, and I'm keen to do another one. <laughs> like I said, we'll break it down a lot further, mate. Let's join the dots from, from the start of June when we last spoke. It's gone pretty quick. Now, obviously, you got yourself into a superb condition. What were you sort of doing in, in training? I mentioned you sort of just just come back from that fracture. You've been, you know, plenty of time in the moon boot and um, Brad Beer up there on the Gold Coast was getting you on the, the run to a return to run program. You were doing Alter G work. You're up the gym, top of the cano, the podiatry work. That was the start of June. How did your sort of training progress from that time onwards to uh, to get you to run a good marathon? Honestly, it's been it's been a bit of a roller coaster. It's been fun. Like I've enjoyed the process a lot, and I've never actually uh, come back from an injury before because that was my first injury. It was sort of eye-opening as well to see uh, a how fast you can get your fitness back, um, and b sort of all the intricate things you can do to do to help and um and I guess get better and uh, tune your body uh, more accordingly to to deal with the stress and the demands which you put on it. So. If, so uh, I guess in June where we left off, I started a lot of gym work uh, with 4D. Actually, uh, just to re- refresh, how how long were you actually off completely from running, and how how many weeks did you spend in a moon boot? So it was six weeks in a boot. Um, yep. and Then uh, lucky enough to have access to an Alter G. Um, yep. So built up on that. So for how, how many how many weeks off running on the road? Uh, off running on the road, quite quite a few. I did. I mean, even now, I still use the Alter G, and significantly for my for my prep, I used it just because I think it's quite a good tool to uh, be able to run, but lower the impact. So I guess it was a gradual wane wane off it. But so when you're training on it now, just to reduce that load, what are you just running at 85%? Really like if I go on it, I run at sort of probably about 70% because I guess like I don't see much point in going on it and running it at 85%. Like it's not that um, much of a change from outside like you might as well 
job on grass or like if I go on and I guess I'm going on with the purpose to uh, reduce impact from my legs or protect the body like I used it so much for my marathon build like honestly like don't think I would have been able to toe the line on um on Sunday without it okay it's um just after I spoke to you last time uh my second uh, COVID vaccine, I um I had a bit of a, a side effect too. Uh, a few days after that, um, I was out for a run. My heart rate hit 220 on an easy jog um, and then did that once more. And then I saw a cardiologist and had to get some tests done. Um, and I was lucky there was no long-term effects. But uh, coming off the back of that, a sort of uh, bit of the inflammation from, from the body sort of immune response was enough to sort of push my body over the edge during a marathon build and I got a bit of um, compartment syndrome in my calves and then I was kind of faced with the the task do I take some time off or do I try and push through on the alter G so risking injury but also still allowing myself to run and so that was sort of my dilemma and I mm. pushed through which is painful. So that, that tachycardia um, response that you got that was from the jab? Uh, I, I assume so, yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember when my son got his second one. He's a few years younger than you, but they basically said he's in the high-risk category having a heart response to it. So they said, you know, you'll know if it happens because you'll actually feel your heart. It'll feel differently. Yeah, yeah. so it's interesting that you, you got that. Yeah, no, it was, it was weird. I had sort of chest pains for for a few months. Yeah, no, yeah, I feel okay. Runners who uh, had similar things as well. You know, pretty crazy. But I guess coming off... Um, then yeah, getting on the alter G to yep. work yep. the calf issue, um, and that took about eight weeks to get uh, to get through that. So uh, this is June, July. June, July, August. Yep. My birthday was on October twenty fourth, and I remember at the start of October, I was like, I got to get this sorted. Hopefully, I can be running outside not normally by my birthday. And yeah, lucky enough, sort of start start of October, it sort of started to go down, um, and I could get back to working out outside and so uh, how old were you this year i uh, turned 24 you headed back over to new york there to uh, iona isn't it the, yeah. uh, the college there you used to what was the purpose to head back over there honestly just like i'm a big believer in sort of make the most of your opportunities and i didn't see a way to get over there with the whole quarantine rules going and coming back without having to spend sort of a significant amount of time over there the things sort of opened up i actually remember Funny story, I, I I was doing my long runs on a Monday um, and I did my first sort of marathon distance run on on a certain Monday. I ran about 3.45s, I think, for the marathon. Um, and I finished and I felt so good. That I was like, oh, wow, I could keep on running. So I rang my friend the next day at college um, and I told him and he was like, oh, you should try to come back over for cross country. And I was like, you know what, that's actually a pretty good idea. And so I called my coach the next day. Uh, that was only about nine days before before the race. Yeah, I booked flights the day before I flew out. Arrived um, the day after I arrived, drove to Boston. So I just got straight into the race. Yeah, right, yeah. And how did the race go? Uh, first one was good. I qualified for nationals um, individually, um, which was which was good. I hadn't done too much speed work leading up to that. Which what was, was the distance? Uh, both both races were ten kilometer cross country. October was it or November? That's getting pretty cold over there. Yeah, no, it was. Boston was um has the potential to get pretty cold. We were lucky it wasn't wasn't too bad, which was good. And then Nationals in Florida as well was pretty 
yeah. pretty hot and humid, which is, is what I'm used to. When you were studying there, you raced for you, I know, but you're yeah. still able to go over and race for them, even though you finished up your studies? Uh, well, I was doing an, um, an internship just, uh, just online. Okay. So just to round out my degree. So I was still eligible, but yeah. <laughs> so how long were you away for? Uh, two weeks. I got back about... Uh, was it a week and a half before the marathon? Oh, really? Well, geez, there's uh, there's a lot of questions there. Like, it's everyone's saying, and and so they should be. I mean, that's just such an awesome debut marathon. So, have you actually watched watched the feed on on YouTube to actually see any of the footage? I watched it back yesterday. On yeah, there seemed to be um, you know, a bit of consensus going around that you know, if things sort of uh, go a bit pear shaped. They were giving you a huge pat on the back for how well you were doing. As the case kept ticking over, you kept hanging around. You weren't going anywhere. Two fifteen, it's it's something everyone dreams of in the debut marathon. And considering the six months you've had leading into it, that's even better, isn't it? So yeah, no, honestly, it's a big um, it's a big confidence booster as well. And I think yeah, um. At- I've got some sort of clear things I can definitely improve on for the next one as well. I know I can turn that 2.15 into what I believe I can run a qualifying time. So, Who wrote your program for the uh, for the marathon? Uh, I, my coach is Gavin Barron, and we sort of we sort of write it together. Yes, when I was in America, I was under Joe Pienta. I take some, some creativity myself. <laughs> well, it was pretty successful when you look at it. Yeah, for sure. You, you mentioned you you were on the Alter G, you know, even in the build up all the way up to uh, to race day. That was, I mean, obviously you're coming back from that fracture, you got to be cautious of that. Um, were there any sort of adjustments made? So, was running on Alter G was that just because you felt there was benefit, even if you hadn't had the calcineus fracture, or that was mainly because of that, and you're worried about it sort of coming back and biting you? Or, um, I, I mean, honestly, like getting back on the Alter G really was uh, with the the calf issue after the that yeah was right yeah okay the reason it's pretty annoying when those calves get really tight like that because it yeah. can obviously as you know it can lead to other issues yeah i was um i didn't want it to turn into anything bone spread yeah. um but yeah no it is like like i don't know i've raced before and had super tight calves after but this was sort of this was on another level feel like they're going to pop out through the skin yeah so was brad still helping you in the in the later periods of your program and and the rehab yeah, no, Brad, Brad's been super helpful. Um, yep. Brad Beer, he was really good. And honestly, like, I like to sort of include as many people as I can, I guess, in my network as well, just because it's, it's super helpful. Like, so working with Brad, uh, working with uh, 4D and my physio, Ken, um, working with Jess Rothwell, nutritionist, working with all my sponsors and sort of you get this sort of support network around you where, where you've got people um holding your interests at heart um and i yeah. feel like that's, that's super valuable and that's sort of my advice as well to to up-and-coming runners or people wanting to take running more seriously it's sort of build your support network because those are the people that sort of have your best interest at heart and they're the ones who are going to help you through the through the tough periods yeah 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 i was gonna add that in if you didn't but yeah obviously yeah certainly when things aren't going right they're the people you rely on and uh it certainly shows, uh, you know, how much faith they have in you when they're, um, when they're still, um, you know, got your back when, when things aren't going well. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, I noticed you weren't racing in the usual um, gold. I had a singlet on the weekend wearing that ASIC singlet. Is that a bit of a once you picked up? Yeah, so I signed with ASIC probably in about August, I'd say. Unreal. Um, which has been, they've been really good, uh, especially with their new, um, the Metaspeed scar, yep. the, the marathon shoe, it's Sure. It's, yeah, it's great. And I think that's kind of the deal breaker these days as well. Like 
as good as any brand sort of daily trainers and joggers can be it's you've got to have that that top end racing shoe so I'm, I'm glad I've been working with ASICs because yeah they can sort of provide me with with that which is super valuable and you were wearing ASIC shoes before that deal weren't you yeah no I um yeah. actually wore my first pair of ASICs since year six last year <laughs> but yeah I think they, they're coming out with some pretty innovative shoes um and so i'm sort of all for it yeah, yeah the dudes racing the dudes trainer always you know that's all i used to just um you know rotate around in um what about the bike riding you got pretty heavy into that with it with a heel no good did yeah. you um maintain that or do you like do you jump on the bike every now and then for a bit of cross training or fitness or you just stepped right away from it so basically with the old g um and even when i was finished on the ultra g and sort of rotating it around uh, through sort of october november I sort of trialing this thing uh, where I do, I wouldn't double, I would do sort of a long run uh, most mornings. So say I'd run two hours, probably four or five times a week. Um, and then I'd have maybe one run would be an hour 45 and one run would be 90 minutes. And that'd be about 200k a week. And so that's all in single runs. So just seven runs a week. Uh, and so in the afternoons, I'd head out on the bike uh, most days as a bit of an afternoon sort of training flush out um, and just a bit of fun as well. Like I really enjoy cycling. I think it's a good, a good hobby as well. Like you can get pretty fit doing it, but as well, like it's a whole, um, whole different world. And I guess when I did get injured, I sort of, I was pretty heavily into trying to cycle as many Ks as I wanted to a week and got into some sort of time trial kind of things and met lots of different people. And I guess I sort of just want to keep keep that community and keep cycling even though i'm running a lot of mileage it's nice to still be able to get on the bike yeah no definitely no i think it sort of complements the running as well and like you said it's a bit of a bit of a flush out at the end of the day yeah no honestly yeah. it's good transport you know you get to see some cool stuff when you're on a pedally <laughs> yeah i bought it i bought two bikes this year as well so yeah because you, you were mainly doing it on a gravel bike weren't you yeah gravel bike um and then i bought a scott um scott foil a few months ago maybe in october yep. november yeah um, well is that like a time trial carbon frame or is that just a road frame or a, an aero road frame yeah okay cool it's pretty cool so i'd be uh, i wouldn't be doing it just if, if i didn't take it out for a run that was some pretty solid days then so what was the actual biggest week of training I mean, obviously, what, I mean, what would you consider your block for that? Well, let's start. Let's start the question. How long ago did you decide to uh, run Melbourne Marathon? Honestly, probably in August. I'd okay. say. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I remember my coach ringing me um, and trying to talk me into it, and I was like, "Oh, no way!" Like things are going well, yeah. Um, and then it just he um twisted my arm and i'm glad he did because it was it was a great experience but yep. say, um yeah my marathon block probably started in sort of early to mid september okay um, and biggest week was the 11th of october and i ran 213 k's that week so averaging 160 to 180 uh no averaging probably closer to 200 okay yeah right yeah so did you have any like discomfort around that heel or is that just absorbed it all fine the heel's been really good. Okay. Um, yeah. And what about everything else? Uh, yeah. No, the body's been the body's been good. Uh, once I sort of worked through that calf issue. Yeah. Yeah. Then everything else has been pretty good, and I'm sort of glad as well. Like, I guess, like that's a credit to guys like Brad who've um, who've helped me through like 
everyone sort of done done their job right and I've listened and taken on their advice well enough for it to not to come back. <laughs> it's fantastic for those guys to sit back and, and see you uh, get the job done and get that result. For sure. Um, yeah, a lot of it's their work as well, as you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that's the thing as well, like you have these people in your support network and I guess them, they don't want to just be people you only speak to when you've got something broken sort of effort into you. Like they want to be sort of they want to be on on the journey with you. Um, it's it's good to sort of include them in in everything because like they're not just good sounding boards when you are injured. They're always like full of advice, which is good. Definitely, I think you mentioned that last time we spoke, and there's definitely a great way to think, mate. It's a great attitude. So taper. I mean, really, you just yeah. went overseas, raced, and came back, and what just cruise for a few days, or? Uh, so. I guess my taper started when I went to America. I ran mm. 195Ks, I think, the week before I went. Um, and then in America, I ran, I think, about 140 and about 125Ks the two weeks I was over there. Came back and ran 190Ks the week. How much, how, I mean, 200K weeks is, is, is pretty pretty solid. How much is that step up from what you were doing, you know, on the, when you were running tracks and that? Um, I mean, I've always liked the higher mileage. But I think the big difference is now I'm sort of uh, my body's um, strong enough to handle it with all the with all the gym I've been doing. Um, yeah. And I think I've been taking things like recovery, nutrition, physio, uh, massage, stuff like that. I've been taking it a little bit more seriously. So I've been getting through it, not sort of depleting myself, sort of scraping through training. I've I've been doing it and also feeling pretty fresh as well, which is which has been good. I've been doing some good workouts too, which is which is sort of how you know. Like if you can do good workouts and feel f- super fresh doing that, you sort of know that your body's absorbing it well. Exactly. Yeah, when the motivation gets down and you're dragging your feet every day, you know something's not right. Do you keep an eye on your bloods? Uh, I do. I do. I'm sort of due for another blood test. I didn't yep. want to get yep. one just before the marathon because I thought anything's wrong, but if anything was wrong, you just don't want – you can work against you. They say you're, you're low on iron or something and you think, oh, you know, <laughs> that's why I feel like crap. So, no, you're right. Yeah. Definitely not a good idea for their head. Yeah. The other thing with Alter G, like, all right, I feel like I banged on a lot about about that, but it's sort yeah. of nice as well, like, even sort of like as recovery week as well, just to get on that a bit more. Like, you can still run sort of higher mileage, but, like, you can run at a lower body weight or lower intensity and, I mean, I'm someone who likes running. Other people probably want that recovery week. I'm lucky. I've, I've got use of one, and um, I was using one, yeah, when I tore my calf, I don't know, about a year ago or something. Um, I haven't ran for now five months now because I've got a couple of fractured bones in my foot. But I was thinking the same time, um, the same thing, that once I get back to normal running, I'm still going to come back sure. and um, and do some workouts on this for the, all those reasons that, that you mentioned. And um, I'm surprised more people don't do it. Maybe, yeah, maybe they haven't been on it. Maybe they don't realise it. But, yeah, I reckon it would be great. Because, you know, sometimes, yeah, you've got these magic shoes in. Yeah, you can go and do some hard, solid interval works and your calves and legs do pull up a little bit better. But Alter G even better. You know what I mean? Like you could, especially for someone, I mean, I don't do high mileage, but someone who's doing double runs a day and has to absorb a lot of these more, more high stressful sessions you know taking a bit of body weight off and doing them on the alter g is just such a big insurance plan for that risk factor and like you said coming into a major or a marathon you, you know you're really burning things on, on both ends and you think you know that next session could be the breaking point doing it on the alter g is that is that insurance plan isn't it absolutely and i guess um 
it's all about how you perceive um, perceive running like as yeah. a whole. I sort of see running as not just fitness. I see running as like a skill. Um, like as as much as you have to be fit to run a marathon, you have to be um, mentally strong enough to spend two two and a bit hours or, or more running on your feet. Um, yeah. You have to be uh, skillful enough to uh, be able to hold a good form um, and run certain Ks and. Um, and you sort of have to have that headspace and mentality where when you do get into um, a, a race and you know what you're expecting your body to do, you just sort of have to almost get into that Zen state in a race where you just start ticking out Ks um, and you tell yourself that this is what I've been training to do. Um, and then you sort of set and forget and go as well. I mean, to do that first time usually takes a while to get them right we're going to start breaking down the race in a sec were you sort of feeling nervous in, in the days leading in you know what what sort of may happen and how your body would sort of deal with running you know quick for for over two hours uh, or were you just more excited and confident that you were going to do it honestly i wasn't too stressed about the marathon distance because i know like a lot of people do tell you um oh the marathon's super hard like you're going to start hurting at 30 k's um, and the rest is just mental um, and then people tell you horror stories or you or you see people um, sort of race in world champs and um, capitulate um, or DNF and stuff. And it, there's a lot of that like around the distance where it's almost people speak sort of fearfully. But um, I think going into my first one, it was sort of nice because it was almost like ignorance is bliss. It was I didn't have any sort of prior experience of racing that distance. And so I sort of went into it pretty chilled i mean the most sort of stressful thing in my head or not even stressful is just like knowing you have to run 42ks pretty fast things can obviously go wrong but like yeah if you've been training it well enough yeah i think you can you can believe in yourself and i think that's a good headspace to be in did you have like a i mean it's some people do so i'll just ask the question did you have a certain workout or session that you did that was close to you know, the duration and, and the speed that you're going to have to do in the marathon, you thought, yeah, I'm right. I think I think yeah. I'm, I'm good to go. Um, I did add two, actually. Um, so when I went over to America, that was kind of the kick I needed because I hadn't actually – I'd done one training session with Tom DeCanto, and that was the only time I've done a workout with someone since I broke my foot, um, and that was prior to, to heading over to America. In America, got two sort of intense races, um, but actually – so after National Cross Country, the day after, we flew back to New York and ASICS had asked me if I could do the their, um, their virtual Ekaden. So I had to do a virtual 5K and I was pretty fatigued after uh, three flights, the, no, two flights the day before and obviously racing the day before that. Um, so I sort of had a bit of a sleep in rolled up to the track at about 9.30 in the morning um, and did a 5K in 14.14. And I did – and then before the 5K, I'd done 2 by 200 And so I did 2 by 200 and did the 5K in 14.14. Um, I took two minutes off. And then I did 2 by a K, 2 by 800 um, and a 600. And then I did 2 by 200 um, And that was about – 10 bit over 10 k's worth of work and i felt really good doing doing that um and so i was like wow if i can 
if I can run comfortably, like, uh, sub three, only two days after racing, like, must be pretty fit. Do you put yeah. a lot of that down to, to that volume? Uh, I guess so. Um, and I guess also just confidence, like, like as fit as you can be, like, you can easily psych yourself out of things or get, or get gun shy as well. I know in 2019 when I had low iron, I was so gun shy of actually going to a track um, just because when I did start running really badly, like I just remember being in sessions and looking at my splits and sort of they just get slower and slower and harder and harder. And I was all, I had like a phobia of doing track workouts for like a year. And I think once you sort of push those things away and um, get that confidence, I feel like you can talk yourself into doing anything. All right, race day, did you sort of have any plans or sort of times that you sort of wanted to hit? Uh, yes and no. Um, I sort of had the plan that I'd take it out, uh, I mean, somewhat, somewhat hard um, and just see what see what happened. And I knew Tom was um, going to be up for taking some of the lead as well. Um, and so didn't think about it too much, didn't really have too much of a plan, just um, I did actually – we drove the course the day before, um, and the only thing I wanted to make sure was Tom was leading up that first little ramp up towards Flinders Street Station because it's super easy to gas yourself even on just like a little hill a race. I was like, I don't want to be running like 250 pace up a hill. Like, I'm just going to yeah. for the first 500. Um, and then, yeah, that was sort of – that was really the only plan. Did you sort of have any discussions – before the race with, with Tom or, or Brett about about the pace or, or what you guys might try and do out there or I mean not really like I'd sort of spoken to Tom um obviously like best case scenario would have been we um we ran like a little bit quicker um and got qualifiers or close to but um that was always going to be super hard to do in, in Melbourne um so yeah. I don't think we put any pressure on ourselves acknowledging what we both wanted to get out of the race how would you how would you rate the weather? That yeah, was pretty good. It was yep. pretty, yeah, no complaints with that. I was actually um the only thing which I handled pretty well um was I was wearing um sunglasses. Wouldn't have been wanting to stare into that um direct sun going along the um the beach for twenty k's. <laughs> I yeah. think pretty draining. Um but yeah, apart from apart from it being sunny, you know, it was it was pretty good. What about your nutrition plan? Did you sort of stick to it, and what was it? Honestly, like, I had a really good nutrition plan. Um, yeah. I planned that with Jess Rothwell. But the race was the race was sort of like a series of unfortunate events, honestly. Like, and I, during the race, I sort of tried not to let them get on top of me, and I kind of just rolled with it. Uh, but basically, I had three drinks, which I put into the drink stations. Um, and so I had uh, Morton, um, and I had uh caffeinated gel uh strapped to each drink i put them in um but the drink stations that actually put the drinks in buckets on the sides of the road if i wanted to get my drink i would have had to stop running go across to the drink station like 10 meters off the side of the road like sort through the buckets and find my drink You're kidding oh my god so they didn't do a separate elites table they that was the elites table but they were still in buckets <laughs> What that was a stuff up, yeah, clearly. I think, I think, um, I think so. But 
So actually, the only hydration I had was I shared, I had Tom's leftovers, which was not much at all, because like, I mean, rightly so, he'd, he'd um, drunk most of most of the bottles. So I had three sips of water um, from Tom's bottle, um, and at about 36 Ks, um, I got a gel, but I didn't have any water with it, and sort of by that stage, it's sort of hard to get it down uh, without mm. water, and so I just had two tiny bites and then had to had to ditch it so uh, that's definitely something i'd um want to get down pat for next race with actually being able to get fuel stores on board because i'm sure yeah. more fueled and had i sort of um got things like salts and uh, electrolytes into my body i'm sure i wouldn't have been cramping up uh in the last mile like i'm sure that would have yeah oh, definitely definitely no that's it's disappointing that that happens at uh, such a big event for sure. Um, Those things should be checked, you know what I mean? That should be on top of the list. That's the thing. It's like, I mean, it, it would be easy to sort of get down and uh, what if, and at the end of the day, you can't change anything. So it's dwelling on it, I guess. It's just ensuring for next time. But apart from that, uh, the, the the clock on the lead car went switched off after about eight minutes, I think. And my GPS, I borrowed my mum's watch because I lost mine. Um, and it said I was running six-minute Ks. Around most of the marathon, not knowing what pace I was running. <laughs> yeah, were you asking Tom, what are we doing? What was that split? <laughs> yeah, I was just running. I yeah. sort of to feel, and I mean, that was fine. And it was kind of like uh, once we sort of got through the half marathon, half marathon sort of 25Ks, and we were still a pack of four, I knew it was not going to be a sort of grind and grind the others into the ground. I, I knew it was going to be more a... Um, is going to take some surges all came um in the in the latter half yeah i was going to ask you know like during the first half or 30k were there any times that you sort of felt uncomfortable a little bit you know questioning whether you could go the distance or was it the opposite where you maybe thought of should i actually put in a bit of a surge here or was it just think just stay with these guys and and wait for the uh, surges to come like what was your mindset honestly that's pretty good um i know at about 24ks Tom was like, oh, do you want me to lead? And I was like, oh, no, it's actually fine. Like, I'm sort of pretty happy leading just because, I don't know, I kind of like running at the front and I was sort of in a, in a groove just sort of trying to ling along. Um, and so uh, I sort of led a bit more um, and then let him lead. Um, I put in a little surge, which uh, the the live stream missed, but that was when we dropped from um, uh, dropped a beery the okay yeah, yeah we didn't see where he when he disappeared yeah yeah so i put a bit of a surge on going into fitzroy street and then brett put a bit of a surge in at about 33ks um but honestly like until the tan i just remember thinking like damn the marathon's not actually that like hard like i thought it was gonna be a lot more challenging um i was kind of just like enjoying the fact that i could sort of I don't know, it was a pace I was very familiar with, that sort of like tempo pace, and I'm sort of comfortable running in that. Uh, and so until sort of my legs started to break down, like aerobically, I felt pretty good. No, yeah. it was awesome um, to have that live, live stream. I sort of I stumbled yeah. across it. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome to have it, but there was a little bit all over the place. So sometimes things were about to happen, and then they go to a, an ad. Or, and obviously the girls, we didn't see much of the girls. Sure. We saw yeah. that, you know, the closing stages of the half, which was good. So there's a lot we didn't see. There was, there was a climb up past the, past the shrine there, and, and I think Tom 
Tom was on the front, and then that was shortly after that that he sort of dropped off off the yeah. back. And I think maybe that that climb stung his legs a little bit. Would that I be right? Think, yeah, I think um, I think the uphill sort of stung stung him. There was a little bit of a surge um, going down going down to Main Road, I think it's called. Um, and then a sh- there was a short little uphill, uh, which I felt pretty good getting up. But um, just by the time I got to the bottom of the downhill, like um, my legs just got super beaten up by just that downhill running. Also, another thing the live stream missed, which would have been kind of funny to watch. I um, I put my foot down one of those those drains. Oh no! Fourteen <laughs> k's, <laughs> rolled my ankle. And then when it comes back to live stream, you can see Tom and I uh, having a bit of banter about that. It was a bit of deja vu, mate. It was to the day, one day out exactly a year ago when you guys um, were out the front in the Launceston half, mate, you know, and uh, you guys all finished in the same finishing order. Did that sort of come, you know, when you're, you know, out there, you know, with Tom and, and, and Brett again, you're thinking, hang on, we just did this a year ago and uh, I'm going to change the positions that we finished back then. But did that race actually come back to you? Uh, I mean, a little bit. I think the first time it sort of did hit me, I was like, I hadn't assumed there was just going to be three of us out the front. And so when the fourth guy was there, it was sort of, you can, I feel like in a race, you can let things become stressful or you can just roll with it. Because like, had there been three people, it was like, okay, well, there is three of us, obviously we're racing each other, but we're also, if we get to the finish line, like guaranteed to get a decent payday as well. So having that fourth guy in it sort of a Russian roulette kind of style. I mean, obviously like it would have been nice to turn the tables a little bit, but um, I mean, Brett and Tom, like, I look up to them both, like, a lot. Like, they're both uh, at the top of their game. Obvi- like, obviously, like, it'd be nice to beat them, but, like, I'm not too fussed either. Like, I know my time will come. Yeah, we certainly duelled with them for uh, for pretty much the whole way, mate, so it was a superb effort. I, I went I had a look again at, at the uh, coverage a couple of hours ago, and I was just trying to – had to remember exactly where, where it started to break up. And as I mentioned um, – yeah, Tom sort of dropped off the back there after that Shrine Hill, and then um, there was a stage there where you sort of picked up a drink and you um, chucked your sonnies to um, look like just a marshal on the side of the road. And it was at that time, it was on a slight incline at that time where Brett sort of, I don't know whether he sort of took advantage of the situation and saw that you were sort of lost your rhythm doing mucking around with that stuff or whether he was just putting a bit of an effort regardless, but uh, that's when he pulled away and... Uh, and went on to win the race. So can you remember that that moment? Yeah, so two Ks to go. Um, I just, my legs just started, I don't even know if it was cramping, but it was like just that that space above the knee just felt like it had locked up. And I feel like, you know when you run with an injury? So say, say you, I don't know, say you're running like four minute 20 pace on an easy jog mm. uh, and your body's feeling amazing. Like you feel like it's a, I don't know, three or four out of ten effort. Mm. Like, say you're running with an injury or say you're sore, that three or four out of ten, like, even though you're running the same pace, feels mm. like a five or six. Sure. It was, like, kind of that pushed me over the edge. Like, like it was, I don't know, obviously coming towards the end of the race, you're sort of at a, uh, I guess, like, eight, seven, eight out of ten, like, uh, effort. But... Yeah, I feel like you're at a 7 or 8 out of 10 effort. Just like, I don't know, my legs had gone and that had just taken up to that 9 to 10. Then when you do start to cross that red line, like uh, you do start to get del- like a little bit delirious, like uh, you start looking for some water, your body starts to go into 
um, sort of survival mode. Sure. And yeah. that was kind of uh, sort of by that time I was taking on water. Like I knew obviously it would show weakness, um, but also like my body was was cooked. It was one of those things. It was more more survival. Get the sunnies off and try and get my vision a bit better and get some water just in case that sort of perks me up. And when and then when you sort of looked up and made on your thought that's he's gone like the was, way you were feeling you thought yep that's it yeah I mean like say it was in a road five k or ten k um, yeah. you can always will yourself on but I just I just couldn't uh, get my legs moving faster than than they could I thought I thought Tom would take a little bit more time to come uh, up to me if he was going to but he um, he came around me probably without K to go. Maybe a bit yeah. over. Um, and I think Brett was hurting as well because Tom, because I could see Brett looking around a lot, and I was just like, "Bro, I'm not going to catch you. Like, you don't have to look around. Like, <laughs> my legs aren't moving back here. Like, you got this. Don't worry." He must have been in a bit of strife because I know Tom um, was only sort of eight seconds behind him at the end. So I think we're all in the wars. Um, yeah, no, it was showing, mate. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, as you know, Brett's Brett's sort of been hindered with those. Um, abdominal region sort of cramping in recent marathons and um obviously it was a hell of a lot better on sunday i had to go back and recheck it because i just wanted to confirm what i saw it was, it was basically just as you were passing a fed square there with i don't know 1500 2k to go and he started to sort of briefly poke around the front of his rib cage yeah and i sort of thought oh no surely not you know surely not and right. I think it was just then I think he just had to do just enough to finish. I think he was hurting, but and he kept looking over his shoulder. I thought I just want to do the minimal just to um to finish first. But yeah, Tom was was charging home. Yeah, no, I think it's funny. Like Tom, Brett, and I, yeah, like it seems to be just like annual December meeting where we try and bury each other in the ground. And and both times so far, Brett's come out on top. But I think we all have a lot of respect for each other, and I think. Um, I think spending two and a bit hours like running as fast as you can, putting surges in and stuff, I think you do sort of get a little bond and, I don't know, a bit of a connection. I think it's kind of a cool experience to go through with with those guys as well because, I don't know, there's not that many times in life where, like, you're hanging out with someone but also trying to inflict pain on them but also trying to get them to help you and trying to work off each other, like, um, it's almost like a game of chess. Yeah, just like troopers in battle together. Literally. You know, for the same cause. Yeah. No, no, it was, uh, it, was, it was great to watch, mate. It really was. Got some bigger goals for next year. Such as, let's talk about that. Have you have you picked out a marathon in the um, first quarter of next year, maybe in Japan or a big major, or what are you thinking? Got a few on the cards. Um, yeah. But it's just... Uh, and so is, it hard, is it hard to get into them, or...? I mean, I'm not too sure. I've, okay. I've got a bit of help. Uh, so February, I will be racing a marathon uh, somewhere in the world. Yeah. Okay. Or uh, which exact one? Um, but so yeah, February race a marathon. In March, I've got World Uni Cross Country. Um, okay. Yeah. We'll yeah. Where are they? In Portugal. Oh wow! Uh, awesome. Have you been over that side before? Uh, not to Portugal, no. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like, I mean, it's not like the the biggest major or and but also like. I mean, it's a great opportunity to, like, travel with your mates and race in a oh. country you wouldn't usually go to. Um, yep. And, like, the competition will be really good over there too. Yeah. Uh, what month's that? In March. Okay. Yep. So they're kind of the early 
the goals. Um, I mean, ideally, I'd have run a qualifier in in February, and so I won't have to uh, chase that anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty. Oh, I don't know. What is that? Eight week turnaround or something? It's pretty quick, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, my body feels pretty good. Like, yeah. I jogged the last. I jogged every day since the race. Yeah, and I mean, the first day I was a little bit sore. I mean, yesterday and today I felt pretty good. Um, and so I don't think I don't think I need to too long to get until i get back to things i enjoy your christmas mind have a few extra beers come on <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure brett can chat your beer <laughs> did a bit of work i mean he got a good payday too that was that was the other um yeah no, it's great to see it'd be great to see that uh all you guys turning up to some sort of big domestic uh marathon like that every year and um yeah getting some good um cafe money yeah it's um i mean next year hopefully Hopefully it falls in. Um, hopefully one of the domestic marathons sort of fall in the the scheme of things. But I mean, there's World Champs, there's Com Games, there's World Half Marathon, there's World Uni Games. There's there's so much stuff on next year as well. So it's like uh, ideally, like I could do it all, but I mean that would be a big ask. So yeah, yeah. just go play it by year and roll with the roll with the punches. Yeah, it'd be nice to run that to eleven thirty, wouldn't it? Just to um. Definitely know you've got it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like, I mean, I don't want to pump my own tires up, but like, I feel like good position to do that. I think there's some other stuff I could do with training, and I know like before the last marathon, I really hit my strides just four or five weeks before. Um, I'm so like, I'm sure that won't go away. Um, eight weeks, I think, if I do pull up pretty well, like, um, I think that'll be to my favour. What would you prefer, Com Games or, or Worlds? I'd probably rather Com Games. Watching Michael Shelley when I was in year eleven win the marathon at Com Games, like yeah, it was like the coolest thing I'd seen an Australian athlete do. Love to like follow in his footsteps um, as well. Like the Commonwealth Games, like the marathoners do seem to be pretty successful. Like Michael Shelley won the marathon. Um, Jess Trengrove, she's done so well as well. Um, and so I think it'd be fun to be competitive in a major marathon because the world champs i mean like i don't know australian marathoners have been less successful at i think it'd be nice to sort of do the com games um which every years and then have a crack of the worlds in hungary next year and world cross what's happening with that is that is that being canned again for bathurst next year or uh i think it's in 2023 now i remember saying something a long time ago but i've forgotten what the details were that'd be pretty cool to have that in australia yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, no, they, I think they do a good job to get everyone out there. I mean, sure. they had the right idea last time, having all the other family events and community-type events and just to draw the crowds out there, which is a great idea, make it a big festival, like a week-long carnival. For sure. No, it would yeah. be cool. I think, um, I think Zatapec in January as well. Um, okay, yeah. Will be a good – I think there will be a good showing of Australian talent at the moment because I think everyone will be rocking up to that in pretty good shape. Um, yeah, yeah. Interesting to see see what happens with that, whether there's a pacer again or whether it's tactical or anything else on the track? Not too much, no. Yeah. That, that'll be enough for now. Right, yeah, we're gonna finish up in a sec, but what would you do differently now from what you learned from that last marathon and the build up? What are you gonna do differently leading into the into the Feb one? You're gonna yeah. just keep rolling what you know or I think I'm gonna keep rolling with what I know. I think if it's I mean I felt pretty good during the race like honestly like I felt pretty fresh and like I don't know you know when you're running along and you feel like you're invincible 
one of those pace one of those um yeah feelings i mean obviously like i know the pace could be faster so it could be completely different but like i feel like uh i feel like i did pretty well and like worked out a good plan with my coach and i mean you, and, you talked about actually you talked about the last mile how much time did you drop because i was looking at this driver and there's not there's not too much difference there well no this, my because my watch was my um my mother's yeah uh, i used i got tom to strava tag me all oh, right and so my last mile would have been the difference between that which would have been about probably about a three three fifty four minute k oh really got that that's uh, like yeah so i mean and probably like a 320 the k before that so i probably lost about 70 80 seconds i'd say but yeah i mean if i get drinks in next time i'm sure that'll take a bit of time off as well yeah i guess the only thing i would sort of change i, I think always um i think being faster and having that bigger pace differential between like your threshold pace and your marathon pace would be handy if i was a little bit more comfortable running at i don't know 255s for for us i don't know 10ks then than i am now i think that'll come into come in to help me a lot yeah i was doing a lot of threshold work sort of 250s uh to three minutes and probably doing about 14 15ks but maybe if i push that out to sort of 18ks um and sort of getting closer to the half marathon distance at at threshold pace i think that that help a lot no definitely yeah and they were sort of kept referring back to to brett's um you know speed over the over the track five and ten that pedigree and they said you will be probably more comfortable if if they all start racing for the finish line so and that's it's probably just having that extra speed in your legs like you said yeah yeah um and i guess uh probably getting in the gym a little bit more and just because going to america i sort of missed that last two weeks of gym uh, i think getting a bit a little bit stronger in the quads yeah uh, glutes and hamstrings will be helpful yeah so what are you in the gym you're doing free weights you're doing machine work you're doing like resistance band thero bands honestly a bit of everything a bit of all three okay uh, yeah i mean i i didn't see much point of it before but i've definitely had my opinion changed because i feel like you do get a lot out of it and i know like as well like uh coming off last year like and sort of overreaching a little bit in terms of not recovering as well as i should have been um which led to the fracture like i know i know uh doing things like gym uh helps increase testosterone um and it helps increase bone um bone density in certain areas as well so i think there's a lot of a lot of benefits to it yeah definitely and that's that even goes for your whole life you know what i mean even when you're 15 if you still run a marathon there's still all those benefits that you just mentioned for sure yeah and i always find like sometimes it's one of those sessions that you tend to drop when you're feeling tired or whatever it might be but i always find after i've done a gym workout i always just feel better like there's something about it's just a response where you just like a hormonal response where you go man i just feel good that i've done that sure for sure i want to get into pilates as well as soon as go to pilates studio in mosson let me know <laughs> yeah pilates yoga all that stuff helps mate definitely all right ed mate that's a wrap thanks again mate for your time congrats once again mate we're also stoked for you i appreciate it hopefully um hopefully get to come on post next marathon and talk from a bit of a faster experience <laughs> No, definitely going to be looking forward to that. So, um, obviously, you got some races there, and, and um, you know, we'll we'll find out eventually. But and all the best uh, in the next six months, picking up that singlet. I um, mean, obviously, yeah, that two eleven thirty would be would be the carrot that you're chasing, I guess. Yeah, no, absolutely. I guess um, the process is almost as good as the the outcome. Like, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, like, I'm sort of, I don't know, you don't get as much out of it. Like, 
obviously like it would be so nice to have that singlet but it won't take anything away from the, the journey and getting the most out of myself like it's pretty crazy like you go to these mass participation events and like there's like 20,000 or more people running running the half marathon and marathon and it's like you don't get that in many other or any other sports like um, where everyone's sort of on the same on the same playing field and everyone's you know it doesn't matter how how fast they run you know they're on, they're on a big vibe and you know yeah. some of the guys that are coming in last are, are happier than than the guys that are up the front you know what i mean running down st kilda road and having um it was almost like part in the red sea because you had all these runners coming towards you that was the only thing i was super stressed uh i'm not super stressed that's an overstatement but I was worried if there was a big surge just before before there, if someone did get a gap on someone else, because you had all these runners coming towards you, you sort of had to be behind that lead car, sort of parted the the sea of people coming towards you. But that was crazy having all those people um cheering for you as they they're on their own journey, which is pretty yeah right. Oh, it's a great sport, mate. Yes. Mate, it sounds like you've got, uh, got yourself physically and uh, mentally in the right space. Um, as you mentioned before, you surround yourself with a good team, mate, so uh, that's really good. And uh, stoked to hear you picked up um, some sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Certainly. No. It helps, helps, mate. It's a lot, for sure. No, it's good, mate. And, uh, yeah, characters like you and, and the mates that you run around with up there um, help building the profile of, of distance running, mate. So, yeah, thanks again. I do. No, thank you very much. All right, mate. Look forward to uh, talking post to 11.30, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And all the best with um with your recovery as well. No, I'm, I'm having a ball doing other things, mate. I'm finding there's other sports out there besides running, mate, so I'm all good. All right, Ed, thanks, mate. Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye.